if I was Mike Nelson, I would be saying something like, oh, bejesus. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to any of the the things with Mike. Um, it's pretty funny. So yeah. for anybody that's like just tuning in, we decided to make a podcast out of this, but this is actually a coaching call with one of our clients. And she was talking about reversing out of performance-focused fat loss. And um, if you're not familiar with what we do there, essentially, we try to move people to maintenance. And so I was going to talk about um, a couple things, but Mary has actually brought up a couple um, interesting points in this conversation. So I was like, well, you know what? I think people would want to hear this. And so we decided to turn on the microphone and see how this turns out. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but what Mary's saying is that she actually weighs more now than she did when she first started off with performance-focused fat loss. And um, she brought up one thing that was sort of interesting was that, um, I mean, do you remember how much you lost? Five pounds. Okay. And so as you were trying to reverse, do you remember what you started off at? Um, I started at 156. Okay. At the beginning of PFFL. Right. I got down to 151. Right. And then at the end, I was closer to 153. I actually gained a couple pounds back the second month. Yeah. So what I think is, is really super important, and I think that people are going to find this probably the most interesting thing um, that they've heard this week. <laughs> Like, like, you know, I mean, it, it, that's sort of like the evolution of eat to perform, right? Where, um, you know, the stuff that we were saying two, three years ago was like totally amazing to people. Um, and then, you know, as we've sort of evolved and we've been able to kind of answer more questions, um, there's a couple things and, and some of it's anecdotal and some of it's backed in, in, in very scientific data. But one, if you have a history of chronically dieting, what we see and what the science kind of supports is that the, uh, you ultimately will regress back to the norm quicker than someone that has been fit their whole life and ate an adequate amount of calories for what they do most of the time, right? So if you've been kind of in these boom and bust dieting cycles, I don't know if that is your case. What's your height, Mary? Uh, five, seven. Okay. And so, you know, for you, you know, five, seven, um, you know, 156, 160 is actually below average. You know, the average, I don't know if you know this, was five, four, 155 pounds, right? And right. so, you know, but we all are on some type of continuum as it relates to that. So one of the things that, you know, as I walk you guys through this, one of the things that Mary said was that she actually felt and looked leaner a couple weeks in. And here's the reason why that's the case. What performance-focused fat loss does is it sets you up where you are more insulin sensitive and what insulin sensitivity means is that your body is more likely to store your you know glycogen 
from glucose sources, right? So I'm just trying to break it down in like the most, you know, simplistic way um, as a description for a general audience, right? So when your body um, is actually in a period of deprivation, right, it's more prone to kind of reclaim nutrients as you start bringing more food into the thing it becomes it starts processing better and uh, that's why your muscles look fuller right and that's why you looked leaner a few days in even though you know your weight probably wouldn't have been vastly different right um, it was a, probably exactly the same at that point mm -hmm. yeah and so so and and you didn't do any like body fat testing or anything like that at that point no. Mm -mm. Right. And so, you know, for someone that's that's already lean, um, you know, and once again, I mean, we're not going to share this information if, if Mary doesn't want it shared. But um, do you have any, uh, you know, idea what your body fat percentage was? Not really. Mm -mm. Okay. So it's we're mostly just going off of kind of weight and things of that nature. I mean, you know, just right. you describing height, weight stats. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you sound like a relatively lean person already, right? I don't know if you view yourself that way. A lot of the times, <laughs> you know, a lot of, a lot of the times people look at, um, you know, the, uh, you know, weight loss, um, what they weigh as kind of the determining factor on whether or not they're lean or not. And one of the things that we've been kind of harping on since the beginning of the form is that muscle always matters. And so what you basically did was you made your body more sensitive um, so you could retain more muscle and potentially build more muscle down the road, right? right. So then you go, well, all right, um, what about maintenance, right? Why am I struggling with the weight that I was at? Well. One, you're going to naturally gain a little bit of weight. I mean, how many weeks has it been since you started reversing out of performance focused fat loss? Probably about twelve. Okay. And so you're so you're twelve weeks out of performance focused fat loss or you're four weeks? It's gotta be pretty close because I, I did July fifteenth through September fifteenth. And then I've been reversing out of it ever since then. We're getting close to the middle of December. So it's about three months. Okay, I got you. That, that totally makes sense. Um, what I think is interesting about what you're describing, because if I said to you at 156, would you say you're, you know, when, you know, you're after performance focused fat loss, You've actually gained some weight, but you're, the look is better two, three weeks in. Would you say that your body fat percentage was less? Probably, right? I, I looked less than when I started, yes. I yeah. looked more muscular, less fluffy. Yeah. You know, I looked better. And it was about two weeks after I finished PFFL that I probably where I thought I looked the best. Yeah. So that's why I thought, oh, yay, expansion. This is great. I'm going to look great for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So awesome. I'm eating more and I'm feeling great. And yeah. I look good too. So I was really excited at that point. So now let, let's, let's, let's use that number. Okay. Right. Cause ultimately you, um, you lost five pounds, right. And then right. at 156, 
um, let's let's just as a for instance say that you gained five pounds of muscle through some level of insulin sensitivity through some level of actual earned tissue through training right so roughly you're looking at seven and a half pounds um, depending on you know kind of we're sort of estimating but but let's just go let's just go ahead and estimate five pounds so you you lost five pounds you gained five pounds but you look leaner so so we'll go ahead and say five pounds that's roughly three percent body fat okay what I think most people struggle with um, when we're talking about these issues is maintenance right so now you have more muscle and so your body, is, you know, basically the way that that body fat cells work, you know, is that they're they're they don't go away. They're either filled or not filled, right? So based right. on food consumption, you're you you changed who you were, right? And you changed, you know, how much muscle you had. And so if you know, we just said you were twenty six percent. You went down to say 23%. We netted out better than, than, than we started off, right? Right. Then as you gained uh, the muscle back, you know, then you started eating in a way that reversed your calories out. Basically, what was going to happen at that point is you are either going to fill your 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 body fat cells again, right? Or you're going to have to really be diligent about how slowly you will go about that, right? So in in this instance, right. what you're saying is in three months, you have roughly netted out and then added some. I would say that your body fat percentage probably is either better or roughly the same as when you first started performance focused fat loss, but you probably added somewhere in the neighborhood about five pounds of muscle in that process, which would be a good thing, right? Right. What, there, there's a few ways to sort of deal with this, you know, um, one, I mean, I don't know if you saw my two week mini cut article, that's certainly going to be an option. One of the things that Mary mentioned, I don't know if we said this on the call yet, but um, mm -hmm. you know, the holidays, things of this nature have sort of creeped up on her. Um, I, I think what, what, I don't think really anything changed very much from the standpoint of, I, I think you gained muscle. I think you became more insulin sensitive. When we look at how someone recovers from dieting cycles, right? The most important factor isn't the dieting cycle. Most people find that fairly easy, right? I mean, you were probably looking to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 10 pounds. That's the way we kind of structure it. You right. lost five pounds. Probably says that one, your deficit wasn't deep enough. Um, maybe we didn't go down to like the lower number enough, you know, as your, you know, metabolism downregulated. So that could account for you know, why you lost five pounds instead of eight. When you start coming out, though, you have to be really super wary. Like one of the things that I always say to people, 
And one of the advantages of kind of really having resolve, I think what happens with a lot of people is they start doing a performance focused fat loss cycle and they're like, I'm going to lose eight to 10 pounds and they lose like the initial water weight. And after that, they will try to exercise or, or, or whatever it is to get to where they want to go. But at the end of the day, you know, in eight weeks, you need to lose eight pounds, right? Now, can you talk to me a little bit about what that looked like for you? Were there some some struggles why you couldn't do it? Or were you pretty much following like the top two numbers and then you didn't really view the third number as an option? I, I never went to the third number. Yeah. It, that was like, you know, what it was originally presented was like the last resort number and try never to go there. And so I, I stuck with, with and with my training days and my rest days as the top two numbers. Right. And I, I never went to the low one. So let me so let me explain that part. Okay. So essentially, um, what we're trying to do is get you the most weight loss with the least amount of interference, right? And what that means is, is if we can get you to lose eight pounds with those two numbers, then great. The problem is if you have, I don't know, do you have a history of dieting? Is this, is this something that's kind of been a thing for your life? Oh, my whole life. Okay. I so, remember dieting in eighth grade. Yeah, and so, and and that's common, right? I mean, I think most of the people that would listen to this um, could relate to that, right? Right. What I think happens, you know, and and I don't have to think it. I, this is actually scientifically supported. Is that your body's going to downregulate a little quicker than somebody who you know hasn't been dieting very often, and so what's going to you know, you're, you're probably going to have to look at that lower number. So you're saying, well, you know, people were saying, don't go to that lower number unless you absolutely positively have to. Well, if you've only lost five pounds and you were looking at eight pounds, right, then you have to, right? Okay. So that's yeah. a little bit of what we learned here, but that's not the biggest factor because honestly, the dieting, if I said to you, Mary, I need to lose 8 to 10 pounds, I don't care how you do it, you'd figure it out, right? That ain't people's well, biggest I, problem. Yeah, I could do it, and I could do it, but yeah. it's not good. Yeah, that's right. not people's biggest problem. People's biggest problem is the maintenance period, exactly. right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, so what happens with most people is they think of the maintenance period and they think, well, you know um, – I certainly don't want to gain all the weight back. Well, actually, let me start at the beginning. I think the way that the good majority of people diet, they diet and they go, okay, you know, I wanted to get to 145, but I'm under 150, so I'm going to stay at 150. And, um, you know, I had to eat 1,200 calories, so therefore I'm just going to eat 1,200 calories for the rest of my life, which ends up either being totally unrealistic or obsessive or a negative relationship with food, right? Right. What they don't realize is sort of what you know now, right? That when you make your body more insulin sensitive, you you kind of coach your body into um, being more efficient as it relates to processing nutrients. That's favorable for muscle mass. That's why you look leaner. Um, I think that would have showed up on a body fat test. It would have been interesting to see that, right? Um, see right. the numbers. 
but we don't need to see it for you because we know it. We see it with eperform customers on a daily basis. What the good majority of people, when they diet, they're scared to death of raising their calories for the reason that you did, right? Or the reason that we're talking about right now, because your weight is slightly higher and you're like, oh my God, you know, I lost ground. No. You did not lose ground because in this process, you were able to gain some muscle. I would imagine that you're gaining some capacity. And my suspicion is that you've netted out to roughly the same. So there's two things. One, I think, you know, if you wanted to two-week mini-cut, you certainly could. If you wanted to two-week mini-cut around January, we certainly could. Those are all options. I think the other, and, and I actually like that option better than the option that I'm about to tell you. Okay. okay. What you could have done is taken the reverse period out a lot longer. And I think at the end of the day, I don't think that you're going to see enough recovery there. Right. I mean, in some ways, when you have a history of dieting and you've been dieting the majority of your life, your maintenance period and getting back to maintenance period has to be longer, right? That's just that's just the math, you know. And when you know we were we were actually having this conversation with the eperform coach who was sort of struggling with this same issue, and I was like, look, honestly, I know you. You have a history of dieting, and mm-hmm. basically your body just kind of went back to well, I guess we're in preservation mode, right? <laughs> but in your instance you've really kind of netted out the same. Your body fat percentage is probably about the same, but you've gained, you know, let's say five pounds of muscle. If I said to you, you know, could you gain four pounds if if you netted out five pounds of muscle? My suspicion is that you would say, no, will not do it. Don't want to do it, right? Um I don't know. Would you, I mean, like, I, I'd be curious, you know, like, because obviously this is a very personal question for each person. Mm-hmm. But but what are your thoughts when I say that? I would like to gain muscle. I mean, I and I and I think I actually have. I, I, I have PR'd so many lifts since I went out of PFFL that I really think my muscle mass is a lot higher than it was before. Well, that brings us to another point that's sort of separate to this maintenance issue. So I want to I want to finish out. The maintenance part, I'm going to shut down the recording after that because uh, honestly, I think that, you know, we can talk about a lot of this stuff a long period of time, but in general, we sort of covered it. You, 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 you have to take the, the, the reversing period maybe a little bit longer. And so, you know, when we would see that you were sort of having these issues, frankly, though, I don't think that um it's a big issue for you i think you know if we took you know a short cycle where we get rid of i I think it's probably mostly water you know um certainly uh you know it could be some some body fat um it's always some combination of the two i think you know before i i shut the recording down i do want to say one thing that i think that needs to be said you know is that most people want to gain um, muscle and then lose fat at the same time. Right. You, you got to pick. 
you know? Right. Um, and, and anybody telling you differently, I mean, if you've been training for about two weeks, you know, um, yeah, you can do it. But if you've been exercising for more than six months, you'd be much better off with sort of the approach that we're talking about with Mary here, where, you know, you're taking these short cycles, you're making your body more insulin sensitive. And I think your body, what your body is, is saying is that, hey, I'm ready to thrive. I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to do, you know, do some good business here. I think that, you know, if we were to see that your metabolism was repressed, we would see, you know, kind of weight stabilization, things of this nature. I think in general, you know, these are positive signs for your metabolism. I, I do think that, you know, we, we probably want to get rid of some of the water that might address a little bit of accumulated fat over the last, you know, couple of weeks. And that, that will just sort of dial things in for you. And then Sarah will sort of obviously get you that plan. So I'm going to end the recording there and then we'll finish up the call and uh, kind of wrap things up. So I appreciate everybody listening. I hope this was helpful. And if you have any questions, just let us know.